I once accidentally terrorised the local Tesco's when the horse I was riding gallops inside after a customer's dog. <laughs> I'm on top of him. Of course you are. So it's dripping down onto his face. It is, in fact, true. No, <laughs> no, no way. No. Oh. Hello and welcome back to Two Pals on a Pod, episode 17. This week... We are here with Would I Lie to You? We are doing our own rendition of it. Do you want to explain how this works very briefly? Yeah, so Would I Lie to You is a, it's like a panel show, isn't it, on the BBC, where they have panellists on there who tell a story, and the members of the other team have to guess whether this story is a truth or a lie. And the stories, they range, don't they, from the sublime to the ridiculous. Some really good, some really outrageous stories on there that you would think there's no way this is true and they end up being true and whatnot. And it, it's, a really, it's a test of your lying skills as well. And I'm a bad liar, so it should be easy well, for you this We'll have week. to wait and see today, won't we? Because we've got five stories each and we're going to go back and forth. We'll obviously ask each other some questions to try and deduce whether the other person yeah. is telling the truth or lying. So do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you can go first if you want. You go okay. first. I will set the tempo. I'm excited. I'm excited about this. <clears throat> Let's go. Reading from my phone. <laughs> I once bruised my penis after being charged at by an angry eight-year-old. <laughs> Fire away some questions. I think I think what a way to leap right into it. I think we need some context, don't we? So well, firstly, where was this? In what, in what context is an eight-year-old charging at you? Did he not just not like you? Did this you was at him? school. This was primary school. Right. And how old were you? I was also eight years old. So he's in, he's in your year? Yes. Like, was it a fight? Or well, was it, it a, was... Son? It was it basically overboiled a little bit. Did uh, the football match? Um, basically, we had we had two we had teams that we would regularly have, and one of the teams was me and my mate Elliot, and we play against all the other boys on the other team basically. And sometimes we would win and wind up the opposition a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this just happened to be one of those days. And, you know, we were queuing up to go back inside at the end of break. We'd thrashed them at football. I'm there just queuing up in the line. And next minute I turn and see this guy scraping his foot like <laughs> at the top of this sort of mound. You know how in the cartoons before a rhino is about to charge, they scrape the foot? Scrape the foot and put the head down and like do a little dash yeah. across the playground. So he starts scraping his foot. And I turn to my mate and I'm like, oh, he looks like a rhino. I couldn't even see him. <laughs> and as I do that, he charges at me, flying knee into the groin. And I'm like, oh, like that. As you would be. As right, you would be. Right in the old testicles. Oh, like that. <laughs> you know what I mean, right in the old testes. And uh, so I was like keeling over a bit oh, like that. And uh, yeah, a day later, came out black and blue. See, no, there's believable bits to this story because I think knowing you and your nature, the believable bit is you winding somebody up after beating them at football. The, the, the bit I find hard to believe is you beating somebody at football. But how would you, <laughs> how would you go about winding these people up on the, on the playground? Because it can't have been sophisticated. I mean, we're eight years old here, so it wasn't, it wasn't kind of a witty kind of banter, was it? What were you doing? Were you well, I think you underestimate my abilities to wind people up. To be fair, it wasn't just even, me. Even right? at that age? Oh, yeah. at that age. Yeah. But to be fair, my, my, the other guy on my team was more of a wind up, I think, than me, really. So right. it's just things like just the way we beat them, to be honest, as well. We'd absolutely demolish them. There's two people on our team, me and my mate versus seven yeah. of them. So it was like added to the humiliation that it was just two of yeah. us. So, you know, we do things like celebrate. They, I mean, the other guy on my team would like celebrate in the face, that kind of thing. Or, oh. 
you know, you pass it round them a lot or, you know, like just sort of <laughs> laugh at them, that kind of thing. And some of them had really bad tempers, so it would get out of hand quite easily. Nothing used to piss me off more when we play football at school and somebody would be taking the piss and they dribble around everybody around the goalkeeper. They put the ball on the line, get on their knees and like nod it over. That's what like, we that's used to probably, do. That, that would piss, that, to be fair, that would piss me off because that's like just taking the piss. And people would be like, oh, it's a deli- that's a deliberate dive. That's no goal. Like, it's a deliberate dive. He's gone down to head it in. That's no, no goal, whatever. Yeah, no, it, it does. It takes me back. This is something because we used to play, but we used to do like year fives versus year sixes, you know, that all kind of like rivalry. And mm-hmm. We never, we didn't really have groups of people that were that good where we put two of them on a team against like, say, seven, eight, nine of them or whatever. So I can't believe though is that your teammate is the one that, that, that wound them up more so you're really playing second fiddle here but yeah mm-hmm. he went for you he need you which is interesting yep targeted. I, want, I, I want to know more about him did was he somebody that had anger issues in in, in the past or whatever and you were like a you like a matador waving a red flag in front of a bull that was scraping his foot against the floor he did regularly have uh, anger problems yeah for sure he was you know get angry get so angry that he would end up crying you know to the point yeah. that it was like he was that pent up. He'd go bright red with anger. And yeah, he was he was an angry guy. Hopefully he's but, doing well though now. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Trembler, he's trembling. He's trembling. It's all those people where it was build up and build up. Smoke's coming out of the ears. Mm-hmm. Smoke's coming out of the ears. Was there any, did he face any retribution for this? Because I feel like, you know, did you go and grass on him? No, I don't think did I did. You? I don't think so. No, I don't think I did. I can't remember to be honest exactly. Did you feel did you feel bad in any way, shape, or form? Assuming that, well, yeah, I was in pain, so I did feel a little bit bad, yeah. yeah. Like bad for him though, bad for him. Because you just demolished him on the pitch. Now you're taking you're taking the piss out of him and you've you've got to his you got into his head, haven't you, a bit there? No, because I mean he, he got wound up very easily. To be honest, we didn't have to do that much to wind him up. Just them losing a game of football was enough yeah. to wind them up. So, you know, it's sort of out of our hands, really. And when you went home, did you say, Mummy, I've got a bruised penis. I don't know what, what I don't know what you call it when you're eight years old. I don't know what what I don't wiener? I don't know if I wiener? did or not. I can't remember. Mummy, I've got a bruised wiener. <laughs> wiener. That's an American. You put, word. you put some uh, put some garden peas on it, some frozen peas on it, or something. What? The bandage. I don't know what was what was the aftermath when you went home with a limp. I presume I'm, you're limping. With a limp. <laughs> I presume you're limping. Oh, my third leg. Um, no, I think. Uh, <laughs> I can't actually remember exactly what happened. I think I told my parents about it. I can't remember if I showed my parents on. I don't know, to be honest. But um, yeah, it did It did have a, a bruise. <laughs> I think if my future kid ever came to me with that, the last thing I'm saying is, oh, let me take a look. I don't want to see that. Why not? As a, as a parent? As a, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting that invested in. in I, if you say it's bruised, you're right. My eight-year-old kid says that they're todger. Todger would be the word, wouldn't it? There you go. It's come to me. It's finally come to me. Not wiener. Well, we're in America. Came to me and says bruised. Did it swell up? I was eight. No, I'm. Um, it bruised. It just bruised. No, no bruised. swelling. Painful. And you just, you just rode it out. I suppose for the for yeah, week it, or two. It heals. After. It heals. You know, in the words of Kelly Clarkson, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." Stand a little taller. I wish it did. Wish it did. Unfortunately, it didn't. <laughs> I suppose it. it... It, it makes you appreciate a non-bruised penis as well. So at least if, if this is true and you went through that, then every day that you live now, you're thankful for the relatively painless penis that you have or that I presume you have. I wouldn't know otherwise. Mm-hmm. I do. This is something that I'm, you know, when I'm making the decision, a truth or lie, I'm thinking I've been there before on the, on, on the football pitch when tempers are, are flaring and you are somebody that does like to wind people, a bit of a piss boiler. I think yeah. if you're familiar with that phrase, but for piss boiler, you know, you go, I think you take more joy out of that than the, the skills on the football pitch, to be fair. Um, 
But I just feel, I feel like you would have gone to you would have mm. gone to teach her though. If that had happened, I'd have been distraught. I'd have, did you cry? I'd have cried. I'm not sure I did. I think I braved it out. Because you were in the you were in the a queue as well, so there were other people there, right? So it's quite embarrassing, I think. I mean, it's embarrassing for the guy that did. It's embarrassing for you as well because you are telling anyone, oh my god, Ed's just being kicked in the balls or whatever. Need. Okay, and let's get it right. You're Need. there, <laughs> which is even worse. I think it needs worse than a, a kick. Well, um, let's give it a go. Is, let's try it next episode. There is. <laughs> There is a, a latent level of embarrassment involved within that. I can't help but feel. I'd have, I'd, I'd have definitely cried. I'm gonna go for true, though. I'm gonna go for true because it's a, it's a realistic scenario. I'd love to know what how you've made this up. If, if it's true, like how this has come into your into your mind is your thought process. And, but it does seem like it seems like it's something you do. And I know that like you do, you're well into football, so that's that's not that's not out of the question. And I feel like you said something before about how you and another guy used to team up at school or whatever, just the two of you. So I believe that bit. I've never this story has never come up though before. I'm going to go for true though, because I mean every school has those people with the you know the people that you put on a red list, the people that you wouldn't want to wind up, or that you would want to wind up if you want to get need in the balls, and that's what you did. So I'm going to go for true with that one. I'm going to go for true. That is in fact true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, do, you, do you still know the guy now? What's the guy up to now? Is he is he doing well? Or? He may or may not have gone into some sort of institution. I can't remember. But uh, yes, yes, it was uh, in fact true, that story. Um, it did happen. It's one of those things looking back now where I'm sort of like, was that all a dream or did it actually happen? But then I remember the pain yeah. of it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, no, it definitely did happen, yeah. but it was, it yeah, it was black and blue. Took a long time to to heal. I suppose you don't really use it at that age anyway, though. So it's fine. You well, just be walking around with you do. a limp. Yeah. Did that hurt? Do you remember that hurt at all? Or? I'm not sure. I can't quite remember. But, you know, it's it's built back better. That's that's the most important <laughs> thing. It's back stronger. Anyway, it's a, it's a very risky topic, isn't it? Your eight-year-old penis is a very risky topic. I feel like I'm treading on eggshells. Here. Not, yeah. not to make some kind of inappropriate joke. No, don't, yeah. don't offend eight-year-old me, please. Please no. don't. It sounds like he had enough on his plate, to be fair. Mm -hmm. And that he was doing the offending as well. Well, uh, I, to be fair, I didn't actually do anything that bad. I don't even know if it was me doing the winding up, to be honest. I think I was just focusing on, on scoring and winning the game. And ultimately, yeah. I think all I said was, oh, look at him. He's, he looks like he's a rhino or something like that. And then before I knew it, it was like, yeah. Which I don't think it's is that very... bad. He was scraping his no. foot along the floor like a rhino. You know what I mean? I don't. Would he have? Would he have heard that? Across, he was. He was I'm not across sure. the side of the playground, wasn't he? Sure. Like building up some pace. I think he was just an innocent bystander. Maybe it was a mistaken identity, which is a, it's a damn shame. Just but you live to tell the tale. Exactly. Yeah. Tale. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. You won. You won the football match as well, which is the most important thing. Yeah. So on to your story now. Your first story. Go on. Give me it. Yeah, I'm not sure how to how to follow that one. I once had to stop making out with someone because my nose was bleeding all over their face. <laughs> Where do you want to begin with that one? Okay, so how long ago was this? Let's set the scene. So this was about six months ago. This was just before summer. So I want to say May, June time. This was six May, months June. ago. This isn't even that long ago. No, no, it's was fairly, fairly recently. I this you were this, say, this like, traumatic event happened. <laughs> this could you imagine? No, it was over donuts. That was over donuts. Uh, yeah, this was this traumatic. Was six six months ago. It was six months ago. Right, and was this with somebody known very long or something right. recent? No, so somebody that I'd seen prior to this event, maybe twice before beforehand in a, in a similar context. Interesting. And what was the cause of the nosebleed? Was it just random? I think it was random. I mean, there was passion involved in the in the kiss. <laughs> there was passion involved in the kissing. 
but not so much passion that my nose ended up bumping or bashing into anything. Because I'm, you know, when you're kissing somebody, you've got to be passionate, but you've also got to be caring. And I think it's a, it's a synergy that a lot of people don't get right. But mm-hmm. I do. I think cool. it was just a random one, an untimely one. I mean, it happens. And I've had two nosebleeds, I think, in my life. This one and then another one was in my GCSE history exam. So my <laughs> nose really knows when to, when to turn, the, turn the blood on. It takes its moments, doesn't on. it? It takes its moments. Yeah, that's what it's doing. But yeah, so a completely all over random nosebleed all over his face. Yeah. What was your reaction and what was his reaction? So <laughs> it was dark, dark in his bed, and I'm kissing him. And suddenly I start tasting blood. And I think this says a lot about me that my first reaction to this was to blame him so i was like oh i think a spot's popped on your face or something i can say can you taste blood and he's like wait you no, said that to him i mean i'm not gonna say whether <laughs> i'm not <laughs> oh, casanova no. over here casanova over oh, here said God. that yeah which not my finest hour but i was not for one moment did i think oh my god my nose is bleeding i couldn't feel it bleeding then oh, always the first to point fingers aren't you take responsibility yeah, exactly i was like shift the responsibility onto onto this guy and i'm like graphic i'm on top of him of course you are so it's dripping down onto his face so obviously the lights are off but i can see there's like a street lamp outside or something so i could see his face and it's like smudged all across his face like camouflage kind of like yeah exactly like he just giving it a bit of that a bit of camouflage or like he'd been in a war movie romantic in a way isn't it really sharing blood. Like <laughs> being in an explosion i can't think of worse fluids to share good point um but yeah so he then proceeds to get up and go into the bathroom to wipe it off his face. And he returns from the bathroom and he says, nothing, there's no spot popping on my face or whatever, no nosebleed. And at that moment I go and I feel the blood and I sit on my finger because <laughs> I'm rubbing my nose and I'm like, oh, this is, and what I do, I go, I lick my finger to get the blood off and I go, no sign of blood here. Because the dry, no word of a lie, or maybe it was a lie, who knows? Maybe. No word of a lie, the blood was drying in my moustache, but it was hiding it. <laughs> right. oh, I was God. like, no, no, it's nothing. Nothing coming out of my face. My face just looked like it does now. Nothing about my face. Yeah, sure. And I turned to look at the pillows covered in blood. It was like a scene from a horror movie, like a scene from American Psycho, where there's just blood splattered like everywhere. But he, to this day, still doesn't know that it was my my nose. That Wait, was you, my you, nose. you didn't tell him? Didn't need to. Not relevant. Not relevant. I'm not dealing what? with that, that level what of embarrassment. Sort of... Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> So first you accuse him of it being one of his spots that's that's gone. And you point yeah. the finger at him. And then when you find out, oh, no, it was actually, it was my nosebleed. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. You then he don't take have, responsibility. Shocking. He may have spent a good 10 minutes, I think, in that bathroom, maybe five minutes in that bathroom, probably looking all over his face for a spot that was bleeding or something. Either oh, that or he was God. messaging. He was messaging his friends going, the most embarrassing things just happened. This guy that I've got round has just nose bled all over my face and now he's gaslighting me as if this <laughs> this date couldn't get any worse. So he probably um, still thinks to this day that it was it was he, him. He's still he's still searching for that spot, I think, on his face that was bleeding. So did you ever have um, uh, a did you meet him again after that? Yeah, several times, much to my disdain. So it didn't didn't stop that from happening then, did it? The nose thing didn't come up again. It's been swept um, under the carpet. Literally, the carpet, never mentioned again. Yeah, it was, it was a fairly, fairly traumatic event. My face was a picture when I did my like rub my finger underneath my nose and saw it covered in blood, only for him to, to emerge from, from the bathroom. Can't believe you didn't just uh take responsibility, just go, Oh, yeah, sorry about that. I was just I was pleased. Sorry, I didn't realize about that. I think the best part is we continued afterwards. So. I think it just shows what a strange human you are. 
<laughs> weird dynamic clearly in that in that relationship if it was a relationship i don't know in that uh whatever it was fling jada smith would call it an entanglement exactly an entanglement very, I think. very much very much an entanglement that my nose got caught up in as well. <laughs> so i think i know what i'm gonna say for this one i'm gonna say that that is true <laughs> it is in fact true a lot, of, lot of details it? in there a lot of details in there isn't there that i think i didn't have to really ask any questions it was pouring out of here <laughs> like the nosebleed it's just coming out <laughs> or even down to the bit where it's about taking responsibility i think you know, anybody that knows me would know it's true at that point when i'm shifting yeah. the responsibility onto somebody i've never met before honestly though when i felt it uh, i was absolutely mortified because it was literally like you look up i'm just thinking i'm tasting something that's not right here so I look up and his face is covered in what is my blood. How weird is that? So I feel like this is like a Roman Catholic confession. <laughs> he was a Catholic boy as well, actually. Fantastic. Fantastic. Brilliant. That's lovely. How, how shout apt. out to him. Shout out to him. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing well. Do you want my second one now then? Go for it. Let's go for it. I'm well into the swing of it now. <laughs> okay. I once cross-dressed for a day at school and asked to be called Edwina. <laughs> a lot of these are school-related. That's good because it balances out the fact that a lot of mine are sex related. I don't know what it says about the both of us. <laughs> right, so Edwina, mm-hmm. when when was this? When was this cross-dressing day? This was primary second was year five right. primary school. And, and and was it for a particular cause? Like was it for a charity? Were you making a point? I know some I remember some people would come into school wearing some boys would come into school wearing skirts as a, in a protest at the dress code because they weren't allowed to wear shorts, you know. Were you a particularly activistic? I think I just made up a new word again there. <laughs> activistic year five, no pupil. I can't really remember what the point of it was, to be honest, but basically they were like, guys, you're gonna come in dressed in girls' clothes, girls. You're going to come in dressed in guys' clothes. You're going to swap clothes for the day. I feel like if this was true, I'd have seen this article in the Daily Mail, like frothing <laughs> at the mouth, like outrage, like, you know, Yorkshire school forces kids to cross-dress, something like that. But yeah, and so so you, what did you wear? And you, did you go for a dress to suit your figure, your petite figure, or did you go for a skirt, something more conservative? I think I went for like a, a dress sort of number, a bit of jewellery on, uh, a wig. Jewellery? Jewelry, so you're, you're putting in the effort. Yeah. Oh, the full shebang, yeah. A ring, necklace. I think yeah, just a necklace, um, bit of jewelry, little wig, yep. maybe a hat. Something like a wig. that. So you're you're a wig. Oh yeah, yeah, like a little. I mean, this this is revolutionary because this is this is before the days of drag race as well. So you really are pioneering here, aren't you? Like, was the wig the same color as your strawberry blonde locks, or did you go for a different kind of number? I think it was like a blonde sort of color. I think it, yeah, I think it was yeah, a little brighter than mine. But yeah, sort of blondish, yeah, like, like, like electric blonde, like sort in of Goldilocks blonde. Did you bother with any makeup? Uh, I don't think I did. Other people did. I'm not sure if I did. I don't. Th- maybe a little, I don't know. But I don't think so. I'm gonna say no. Any heels? Heels on the scene? No, not heels. Not practical. You're trying to play football on the playground. Edwinio, as I, as I call myself. <laughs> <on the pitch. laughs> Imagine you trying to wind somebody up and then sashaying away in a wig and heels across the playground. <laughs> You'd be fertile ground for another knee to the balls. If Edwina has any, I would never want point. to assume. Don't assume. I'd never want to assume. Did you, so did the school send a letter out? They were like, so, I mean, your parents must have had a reaction of sorts to it. Like, I don't, I've never met them, so I don't know whether they're particularly liberal or not, but they must have been looking at this thinking, 
what's going on here? Like this is this is pretty. pretty well, funny. it was all just a bit of fun, wasn't it? Really, it's all just a bit of fun and games. Just you know, guys coming dressed in girls' clothes. Girls come in wear a, a cap, mm. baseball cap, and t-shirt, yeah. jeans, that kind of thing. All just a bit of fun. I, th- I think a whole school got involved. I don't know with this one because schools do have these rogue kind of days. One of my friends had a when they were in primary school, their school had a Nazi day where you'd come in dressed as a Nazi and you'd learn about the Nazi regime what? and about their aims and their goals and how they went about it and whatnot. How to do the salute. How to grow a mini moustache, you know, across the, the bottom of your nose and whatnot. So I know what? schools are, are prone to, to do, I mean, our most rogue day was like, we had like a Dutch day where we came in, tried on a pair of clogs and, you know, <laughs> the tulips on the scene, had a bit of Edam cheese or whatever, a bit boring. But anyway, back to your, back to your story. So the girls had to dress up as boys as well, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how do you go about that? Because it's not as simple as just slapping on a wig and being like, oh, I'm a girl, is it? Like, you'd have to what, cut your hair, tie it up. Or what? Well, no, they, they tied it up, put on a, a baseball hat, cap thing, uh, t shirt, and jeans, that kind of stuff, like a football top or something. Yeah. Trainers. So, so, so it's like a non uniform day, like a bit involved within this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, the no guys reason. were wearing dresses, which is a bit bit different no no cleavage on show hopefully well. um, <laughs> but this wasn't for a particular cause it wasn't to raise awareness for any gender related kind of charity it no, definitely wasn't gender related or anything like that it was more just a bit of fun you know it was just a, a bit of i don't know if it was to raise money or not i can't remember for the memories i suppose a bit of enforced fun i'm siding i'm coming up just because of the pure lack of rationale behind it the schools i mean if we live in a world where uh, Nazi day is the mm. thing. Then I'm not sure that dressing up, you know, being cross dressing is, is uh, cross dressing is maybe too ridiculous. It's definitely more like more ridiculous than dressing as a Nazi. Obviously, I think forcing kids to to experiment like that. Honestly, the Daily Mail would have a field day. I think parents wouldn't be parents wouldn't be up for that either, would they? Parents wouldn't be up for that. I'm gonna say it's a lie, but I hope it's true. You're saying it's a lie. It's it a lie. is in fact true. No, no, <laughs> no way. No, what? All, all the guys came in in like dresses or like female clothes. Yeah, it's completely true. Yeah, I was wearing like a little wig kind of thing, like sort of um, Goldilocks type of wig. I, I still, I can't quite remember. I'm going to have to ask, maybe, maybe my mum will remember, but... Um, I think she will. Yeah, she probably will, <laughs> to be honest. But I can't quite remember why it was. It might have been to, to raise money for a charity, but it was nothing to do with gender or anything like that. It wasn't anything to do with that. I'm not sure why why that was specifically chosen. I think it's just a bit of fun. And everybody did it. Like when people like to, to varying extents went along with it. No complaints or anything. I'd not say nothing. like 90% probably did it. There's probably a few of the naughty kids probably won't have been as up for it, but I think everyone pretty much did it, yeah. The mate that need you in the balls, he wasn't. Right? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Actually, not game for that. Yeah, most of the guys embraced him. it. Embraced it. Put on a dress. Put put your mum's clothes on or whatever. Yeah, put your mum's clothes on. Yeah, five. We get a wig on as well and everything. I mean, I like it. It's, it's a statement on society, isn't it? As every yeah. non-uniform day should be. Yeah. Um, There's probably some pictures somewhere. Actually, I wonder if I can get the pictures or something. I can't remember because I can't remember what I wore. I think I had a wig on, but I can't remember exactly. Wig and a dress, then you went for. Yeah, I don't know if I went full dress or that it was something like, I don't know, a female sort of shirt or something. I don't know. I'd take I'd take you on a date. I'd take you on a date. Yeah, perfect. I can't believe that's true. I'm I'm astonished. They never get away with it now. That's, the, that's the thing though. There. there was no sort of outrage or any sort of like, oh my god, what's this that they're doing or anything like that. It was just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun back then. No social media. Gender bender day. Gender bender day. <laughs> that should be should be more of a thing, shouldn't it? 
I think the I teachers took part that. as well. I'm pretty sure the teachers oh. took part. Yeah, so the female <laughs> teachers were more dressed and as more guys. ridiculous. I can't remember if it, was just, if it was just our year or if it was the whole school. I can't remember now. Can't remember. You mean go if it's just your year going out onto the playground and there's everybody there dressed in their actual clothes and then you're there in your mum's nighty or whatever you wore in a wig. <laughs> yeah. You'd still be the, the model football definitely... though. Yeah, yeah. The teachers <laughs> definitely took part there. I remember the teachers being uh, in male clothes. Good fun. You should try it. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Maybe. Who knows? Do. Who knows? Right. Should we get on to your second one? I'll go for it. I'll go for it. In order to end an horrific date, I got my friends to set off the fire alarm in our accommodation block, so he had to leave. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Okay, this is interesting, because I kind of feel like this might be something you do. <laughs> but at the same time, it's quite elaborate, isn't it? That'll be a very extreme measure to go to. So this is a date you're having with somebody, just say, in your accommodation block? Yeah, so this is first year of uni when you live in, like, in college. Like okay, and are you sat, you're sat in your room having the date then? Yeah. On the mm-hmm. floor, on the bed? We're on the bed watching a movie. Right, what and movie are you watching? It's The Devil Wears Prada. Wow. It's a good choice for a first date. And are you note. eating something? Breadsticks, I want to see. Ooh, breadsticks and, breadsticks <laughs> and Devil Wears Prada. Uh, Fancy yeah. day. And then olives, olives, olives as well. You treat them well, don't you? No expense I do. I don't, I'm not sure whether I covered the cost of, of, of the food. Probably not. Uh, Probably brought him with it. Yeah, I think there was a bottle of, a bottle of Sauv, Sauvignon Blanc. Was on there the a mattress well. on the floor again? <laughs> oh, back to last week. It seems to have come Mattress theme. is firmly, firmly on the bed, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Right, so yeah, why Sauvignon was this Blanc going so badly then? What was so wrong with the date? Because presumably you divided him over, so it was somebody you liked. Yeah, so we'd arranged it over Tinder. And obviously the issue with that is that you'd never meet them in person before actually meeting for the first time. It's the first time you're going to meet them. And sometimes some people don't look like the pictures on their profiles. And he had maybe two or three on there. And I strayed from my usual Tinder rules, which is if they've got a filter on or they're wearing a suit, keep on swiping across, you know, to check for more pictures. But he had two or three on there and the, the saturation was up or whatever, which I would never do. You know, I think there might have been a filter on a few of them and there's one of them in a, in a, in a, at, a, at a ball in a black tie kind of suit. I'm thinking, this is not bad, it's not bad. So he turns up, not looking like he looked in the pictures, smelling like cigarette smoke in a, like a puffy kind of dark brown, like leather jacket, looking like Tom Cruise in Top Gun or something. Wow, okay. Looks really about good. four or five years older than he did on the Tinder profile. Oh, so that's why he went to end the date. Yeah, because I don't like him old. I don't like him older. Um, so he must have looked at least 23. Wow. I said, well, it's not, no, it's not for Who'd me. be 23, was, eh? Who'd be 23? I was, I was 18 at the time. So I was, you know, young, dumb, yeah, full of bollocks, full of bullshit. Some things don't change. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, he, should, he, was, he was like, yeah, we should do, we should, we should do something. We've been talking for about a week or something. It's like, we should do something. Cause obviously after talking to somebody, exchanging a couple of messages a day, across the course of a week, you're fully obligated to spend time with somebody in person. Like, yeah, we'll do it. Well, but obviously, I was a bit sceptical. Because I, I was like, if I actually really, really liked him, we'd have gone out for a meal, like you said, so, but we went round to... But the, this is the thing, own. though. That, that's the bit I don't get. Why have you invited him to yours on a first date? I think that's quite a big thing, isn't it? To invite someone to yours on a first date? Surely you go somewhere else on a first date. I just feel like you're more... If, you, if, if you're sceptical about a first date, you're more in control of what goes on on the first date. You can set a fire alarm if, off. If it's... If it's at yours. So me and my friends had concocted this plan because I usually normal protocol would be go on a first date, a restaurant, neutral scenario, whatever. 
candlelit dinner, blah, 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 mm. whatever. Nando's, if you're not really that into it. Subway. But he was going <laughs> to foot long, foot long, baby, foot long. But he came around to mine, and my friends who were in the accommodation around me, like their rooms around me, were saying, we came up, we came up with this idea where if he turns up out like him, I'll send a message with the, it's like the caution emoji yeah. on my phone. You know, the warning, the beep, yeah. the tri- in, the, in the, the yellow triangle. Let's say fire one of the goes to the toilet, we'll fire one of those off. And then the alarm would go, the fire alarm would go off because there was a fire alarm in like the, the little, la- we had a little landing between everybody's rooms. There's a fire alarm there. It was one of those that you had to smash and then press the thing, try to press the button. So if the date was going badly, I send that emoji off and then bam, done. So he turns up smelling like cigarette smoke in what looks like a leather jacket that my dad would wear, not looking like he'd in the profile, no chat, didn't appreciate my jokes, but made at the expense of Meryl Streep. <laughs> so so hang on a second. So this is why you've got a bit uppity about it, because he didn't like your jokes, did he? He didn't like him. No sense of humour with him. Mm, um, well, maybe it's you, maybe you're the problem in this. Again, and then obviously <laughs> other people. And because it was because it was college accommodation, it was a single bed, and we're lying on the bed watching the movie or whatever, just you know, shuffling around. And I can hear something rustling in his back pocket. I think, what's going on here? What's going on here? And he gets up to go to the toilets, and the contents of his back, his back pocket had fallen out, and it was a condom. Oh. <laughs> that, was the final, that was the final story. Bit presumptuous. And also, safe sex. Oh, we're not into, not into that. that. Not into that. Not into uh, that. Why would so you he went off. So he went off to the toilet, condom falling out of his back pocket. I send the emoji, but obviously I'm thinking, are they actually going to follow through? Well, the, with this? this is the thing. This is why I want to ask questions about. I mean, I know you're obviously, you're giving me it all. I mean, this is you're going into all the details. But I want to know, that? like, if they're setting a fire alarm off, you, like I say, you've got to break the glass. So yeah. someone comes along, checks that the glass has been broken by somebody. Next minute, fingers are going to be being pointed by people who set it off. So yeah. what, they, they just broke the glass and did it, did they? Yeah, it's fairly common, I think, as well, in uni accommodation for somebody to leave a pizza in the oven too long or whatever and smoke to get a smoke alarm going off or whatever, or smoke. It's fairly common as well for smoke alarms not to work either. Mm-hmm. So that was that was going to be our story. Uh, something was burning in the oven or whatever, and the fire alarm wasn't working. So we bashed the, like, the emergency ones that you have to smash up on the walls to press it to get everybody out. We thought it would just be for the whole block. So the whole block would be congregated on the tennis courts in the middle. That's where, in the middle of college, that's where everybody would be. Little did we know that setting off one of those emergency fire alarms actually means that the whole college of about 600 people would have to stop what they were doing on that weeknight to congregate in alphabetical order on the tennis courts. And it was about half past eight, maybe nine o'clock, something like that, on a weeknight where you have people... (laughs) coming out from the college library, people coming out from the canteen, people coming out from all over college. And obviously you get a lot of people in one place and there's chatter, like what's going on, what's going on? There's no fire, there's no fire. Because the first thing people do when there's a fire alarm is that they look for the fire. There's no fire, blah, blah, blah. So wait, was there a CCTV or anything like that that captured the person that, that did it? No, 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 none of that. Into? None of that whatsoever. I think it's just a fairly common occurrence, I feel. So um, hang on a second. Why, why, was the th- why was the thinking to be like, Oh, this date's not going well. Let's set the fire alarm off. Why is it not just sort of, oh, just ask him to leave? It's sort of a bit awkward or it's not working. It's, I, I, I can never, especially if, if you've invited somebody around to yours or whatever and you're, you're hosting, I could never ask somebody to leave. It's a bit awkward. I've never had a date like that either. It was my first and only experience of a date where I've been like, this needs to be terminated. Was it that bad? Why was it so bad? Just because he didn't look right. Why couldn't you just sort of ride out the date and just not do anything? 
wasn't a looker, smelled, was in my bed, no sense of humour. I've never seen him since either, never seen him since, thankfully. I've not bumped into him or anything, which is fairly, fairly, fairly common. But I mean, the fire alarm starts going off and I'm, I'm my first like initial emotion is disbelief because I'm like, Jesus Christ, they've actually pulled through, they've actually gone with it. Like, fucking hell, like, what's going on? And he was actually the one to get up and be like, oh, I suppose that means we can't finish off what we're doing or whatever. So I don't know whether he was keen to leave. I think so, for the sounds of it. I think so. But he, it sounds but so he, awkward. But he, he leaves or whatever, but there was no backlash from it. No, I can't nothing believe in the aftermath. There, was, there was nothing, nobody came to you or at least saw that it was you or your block that set it off. As far as I know, that fire alarm didn't get repaired for the, the length of time that I was in there after that, in that accommodation after that. Like, the, 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 the fire alarm was still, like, smashed. And it's not even proper glass, though. It's, like, a plasticky glass, so it's actually quite, quite mm, Interesting. Right, well, I'm, I know what I'm... I know what, <laughs> which way I'm going to go on this one. I'm going to say that this is true. It was, in fact, a lie. Was it? Yeah, complete bullshit. Wow, that's definitely that's the <laughs> sort of thing you'd have done. I mean, I was I obviously never would have done it myself. So I'm thinking, oh, is it a lie? But I, I just sort of thought, oh, it's probably true. Knowing you, no, 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 no. It's 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 based on stories that I've heard, but there's no way that I've that I'd ever do that. There's no way that I wouldn't do my due diligence on somebody's Tinder profile and talk to them for at least like a couple of weeks, maybe a month before and maybe like get them on snapchat as well so you can see their actual faces that just that sounds exactly like a sort of story that you tell though that sound that was a very yeah, good lie yeah. i was convinced actually that was good that's why I, that's why i thought I, I thought i'd tell it um I, th- I, I, I was i was you know at points you know struggling a bit but i you know i thought i'd ride it out there's that's a veneer of um Toby Hurstness to it, I suppose. That's Definitely. the situation. And now, and now people out there know how much of a good liar you are. So fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that'll be great. <laughs> My body language is so good, isn't it? So relaxed. <laughs> you did. There was one point where I thought maybe it was a lie, but to be honest with you, you, you had me there. Okay. <clears throat> I once accidentally terrorised the local Tesco's when the horse I was riding galloped inside after a customer's dog. <laughs> A lot to take in there. It comes in waves, doesn't it? It comes in waves. <laughs> First, we've got you terrorizing with the horse, running after a dog. Right. Lots to unpack here. Lots to unpack yeah. here. First, place the overriding question that anybody would have after hearing that sentence is why were you riding a horse? <laughs> Good question. It's a great question. Good I'm, glad, I'm glad you've started with it. It was, it was a friend's buy yourself birthday time. party. Go on, buy yourself time. No, it was, it was a friend's birthday party. Uh, we'd been in. I think this is again primary school, year three, year four, maybe. Really weird birthday party to have, by the way. Like most people just went bowling or to the cinema, that kind of thing. Like that was the general sort of normal party to have. But she invited like 10, 12 people. We went to the stables, middle of nowhere. I don't exactly know where. And we all just sort of like did a few laps on these horses or ponies or something. I don't know what it was. Um, of that. I think it was probably a pony, but you just did a few laps of this like stable. And then we went for a little sort of like plod along the side of a road, like the tenor was or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously going through this local village, the Tesco's Express, old man walking his dog in there. <laughs> horse bolts straight for him, straight into the Tesco's. The horse bolted? Yeah. And you, at any point, did you fall off the horse or were you no, fully I mean, I was on still. Horse? I was still on the horse, but obviously I'm not, I don't know how to ride a horse. It's my first time on a horse or a pony, whatever it was. So I don't know how you steer him, do I? So I'm like, I'm just there, like, just letting it happen. I don't know how how to steer him. I don't think you can steer a horse, can you? No, I have no idea. It runs wherever it wants to run, surely. And you only have the control over 
You make it faster by hitting it, don't you? I suppose that's what they do. Well, I'd never hit a horse against that. <laughs> like that Newcastle. Fan. If you prefer that, then that's up to you. Play a pony, a pony. Right. So, does the pony end up going into? Can it fit in Tesco's? How big's a pony? I'm a city boy, aren't I? I don't know. How big oh, these, yeah, obviously. These yeah, pony are. can fit into Tesco's. Yeah, you got to bear in mind. I'm like, yeah, like I said, I mean, year three or four probably here. So I'm quite small. So it's a yeah. small pony. I probably small felt pony. like a horse at the time, but I imagine it was probably just a pony. And then, yeah, straight after this dog into Tesco's. So you're hurtling down the bakery aisle. The bakery? No, it wasn't quite. It's a small Tesco's Express. It's not, It's a corner right. shop. You know, it's a corner shop. Right. Uh, so it wasn't a big Tesco's. Um, but, yeah, we just uh, went sort of into the entrance bit. A couple of members of staff were sort of there, luckily. And we're like, what are they going to do? Well, they were trying to sort of stopped. stop it. They sort of had hands out like, you know, <laughs> don't come this way. Not the bread aisle. Anything but the bread the aisle. Bread. <laughs> but yeah, we, we just sort of knocked the like, I think I'm guessing, I'm guessing a bit here, I'll be honest, but probably like pastries on like the side of the aisle. We just sort of knocked into them a little bit. And then the, the staff staff stopped him from going any further, luckily. And then obviously so, the other people, the, the staff that were on the horses in front had realized that we'd obviously bolted into Tesco's and they came and sort of saved me. So the if this is true, the important lesson i'm taking away from this is that if you ever want to stop a horse or a pony running towards you just hold your arms up in the air and mm-hmm. the horse slash pony will stop it'll follow those orders well yeah i mean you've got two people in front of you doing that you're gonna stop aren't you and you couldn't the go horses, obviously further. it's a tesco's express the horse knows the universal human symbol for stop which is it's a it's it's a if this is true it's a well-trained pony in a way i mean it shouldn't have bolted after the dog but it stopped when it was told to the man and the dog, they were just, were they going in the Tesco? Were they walking past the Tesco's? Did you reach them? No, they were going in the Tesco's. Shame. Yeah, in the Tesco's. They so were didn't, the, the pony didn't get to do any damage to the to the man, to the dog. I suppose it was chasing. No, no, it didn't do any, any damage. Playful. It was, it was it, yeah, it seemed sort of playful, but he just went, right, like went into sort of the entrance way of the Tesco's. We didn't go properly yeah. all the way in, just like the entrance way of it. It's lucky, isn't it? I mean, I feel like the phrase bull in a china shop should be amended to pony in a tesco's express <laughs> all this damage it. Not, yeah <laughs> not those pastries i do enjoy the idea of a birthday party being something a bit out of the box so we're not going to go bowling or mini golfing or two that was the way that Frankie was what people Benny. did though back in the day was bowling that was the was, main yeah. bowling was the main thing wearing other people's shoes on the i don't i'm not a fan of that <laughs> i'd have been down i don't well i i used to reject those birthday party invitations but i would have been busy rode a pony definitely rode a pony because that sounds like a bit, a bit of fun. Because it's such a bizarre situation. But I, I feel like I'm going to say it's true. Because I feel like there's an air of credibility around the idea of a, a girl, like a horse girl. You know, every every everybody has those friends. A bit horsey, aren't they? I mean, the girls that went to their horses or whatever. There's always one, isn't there? And she's, there's, always, there's always a few, isn't there? There's a few. I'm just like, I just think, you know what? She's going to look at these. You know, so many birthday parties this year have been fucking bowling. Why don't I just take everybody to the stables? And we'll parade around a bit. And then we'll go on a little quick, you know, jaunt through the, the local village. It's all very quaint. And I, I, I like that. And the idea of a horse being distracted by a dog and chasing after it, it's, it's, it's credible. I've never encountered a horse in the flesh before, really, I don't think. Yeah. Well, you really are a city boy, aren't you? But yeah, I'm going to go true. I think this is quite credible. I can see this happening. True. Okay, you've said true. It was, in fact, a lie. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, there's there's some elements of truth, but I I made quite a bit of it up. So thought, the pony thing, the going to a birthday party where we went on a pony, that that is true. 
there was i think maybe right. 10 of us we literally just went around the stables though i think just round and round yeah, yeah, yeah. taking in turns we never went off out of this stables bit. we didn't go to the, the tesco's or anything like that no that was made up. i like that i thought he's already told two stories and they've been true so it could be a lie but it was it was very very credible I Thank like you. the idea of the the, way, the the workers at Tesco's just putting their arms out, and the horse goes, "Oh yeah, I'm not meant to be in here. Stop. I'm not meant to be in here. I'm just gonna just gonna do a U-turn. I'm not meant to be in here. Of course I'm not. I don't need anything. I don't need anything from here." Is this your third anyway, one then? This is my third one. It's nice and short and sweet. This one. I once took fashion advice from a man clipping his toenails opposite me on the tube. Oh God, <laughs> clipping his toenails. On the tube. Okay, so it's it's in London then. This is London, yeah. That's the sort oh, yeah, of thing yeah. that would happen in London. Interestingly. <laughs> okay, so how long ago was this? This was also in the, in the summer. I, this was more like towards the back end of the summer, like uh, August time, when I was staying at my friend's house. August time, right? Okay. And who was this man? Was he an old guy or what? I would say he was probably thirties, forties. Gave me like a laid back surfer vibe really like, very laid uh, back if he's doing his toenails on the yeah tube. the guy just didn't just didn't give a fuck i think you know he gave me like very quite greasy air like this kind of length like mid-length hair really gave me the vibe that he lived out of his backpack mm-hmm. had you been talking to this guy or had he just decided to out of the blue give you some advice no so what happened was i was on the tube by myself going from my friend's house to another friend's house oh, lots um, of friends I'm suspicious already. <laughs> Two friends lie. And I'm sat opposite this guy. And obviously when I go to sit down, he isn't clipping his toenails. And then about halfway through my journey, he starts to slice the, the, uh, the flip-flop off. There's nothing really out of the ordinary. It's quite a warm day. I'm like, whatever, you do that. And then he gets the toenail clipper out of his little side, side like compartment of his backpack. Oh. Starts clipping them. The toenails are flying everywhere. He must have had like claws or something it took him like a good like 10-15 minutes to get through it so he's just and letting I'm trying... all over the tube yeah like they're flying clip clip oh. clip and they're flying everywhere and I'm sat directly opposite him and I'm thinking I could move but if I move I'm going to be sat like properly like, next to somebody else which is not really a done thing on the tube unless it's packed Ooh. so I just endure it and I look anywhere but him I was looking at the tube map I was like yeah look, look. are you facing him then so it's face, uh, directly opposite yeah, him. Yeah, because that's how it's yeah. on the tube, isn't it? It's not like a train. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So directly opposite him. But I couldn't keep my eyes off this lovely fleece that he was wearing. <laughs> and I've been looking for a fleece like this for ages. Oh, of course you have. So much so, I, had, I kept an ongoing to-do list throughout the course of, like, the last academic year. And at the top of this to-do list was by... This particular fleece, and That's he such a had thing one to do. See, and he had one, and it was the exact same brand, the exact same kind of like material that I wanted, and the exact color that I wanted. So it took me a good, I want to say 10, 15 minutes to pluck up the. It felt like that to pluck up the courage to ask this man where he purchased this lovely fleece that he was wearing. Um, but I wanted to wait until after he finished clipping his toenails because I. You know, you Don't never interrupt, interrupt him, do you? And so I did. I wanted to be him, to be fair, besides the clipping of the toenails. to be him. I wanted to be him. The guy just didn't give a fuck and he had a lovely fleece on. And if I don't give a fuck and I've got, a, you know, a collection of lovely fleeces, then I'm all for that. So I said, I said to him, you know, sorry, mate, where'd you get that fleece? Like that. And I kind of leaned forward, kind of wary of where these toenails that he'd been clipping, where they were. 
Got in my eye. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that toenail clipper from? Um, <laughs> Been looking for one. No, like and and he just explained that it was, he got it all from Depop, and he said that he got it for this particular price. I can't remember the price, and that the retail price was like 30, 40, 50 quid more. So it's a really good deal. And whatever and he got really lucky because he like me had been waiting for ages to find this this fleece at like a discounted price and did you ever get this is what... this this fleece yeah i purchased the fleece oh, you got on his recommendation fleece. so you will if be able to true. show is it if it's true if it's true and if it's a lie i won't because the fleece doesn't exist Interesting. Um, so i'm just interested as to why you'd strike up a conversation with him though you're not really into toes and feet and all that as well so that would have probably freaked yeah, you out a little bit a little bit a lot mm. it's not really not really something you do in public either no, it's yeah. not. It's not something you do in public. Okay, I think I've come to a decision on this one. I'm going to say that this one is true. That is, in fact, correct. It is hey. a true story. You're right. Like feet and toes, my one of my worst fears, definitely the worst body part. But I'd wanted this fleece for ages, <laughs> and I know that getting it first hand is way too expensive. Like way, way, way too expensive. And you can get them second hand in decent condition for about half the price. So it took me ages to get the the fact that he was clipping his toenails out of my system before I initiated conversation with him. But I did. And he was a lovely guy, which, you know, never judge a book by its cover. You know, by never judge toenails. a man by his, by his toenails, I suppose. Did he have nice toenails? Was he cutting them nicely? He, he was doing it for a while, so there must have been a lot to go at. And it's flying everywhere, like in every direction, because you can't really control the direction that it flies off, no. it, can you? But the worst thing about it was, I don't know whether this is a London thing, but nobody else has seemed to notice that this was going on. Because I will make eye contact or looks round there, I don't think in London, do they? Exactly. I, I noticed as I clocked this because he was so opposite me, obviously, but there were people like a couple of seats to the left and a couple of seats to the right of me. And I was just kind of trying to like, you know, kind of, kind of like glance at them and think, you know, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Is this actually going on? But it definitely was. It wasn't a fever. It feels like a fever dream, but it wasn't. But I got the fleece in there and I can put it on for the rest of the recording if you want. The fleece. <laughs> if you really want to, fleece. let's see the fleece. Go for it. Audio listeners will be loving this. Yeah. <laughs> so I've worn it before. You said it was on, green. Uh, on recordings. And I said it was cream. Cream. Oh, I thought you said green. Cream fleece. Cream fleece. Here she cream. is. Oh, yeah. I've is. seen it. I've seen that one before. Second hand. Good little, good little number. Nice. Um, for the audio listeners, it's a lovely Sherpa cream fleece by the popular surfing brand Patagonia. It's like sheepy um, material, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sheepy material. I've been hunting it as well for uh, hunting sheep for a good year. When I bumped into our man on the tube as well, so I was, I was not, not real, like this opportunity. Not proper fleece. No, they're a sustainable brand, so they'd never Good. engage in anything like that. Okay, I'll tell you my fourth one then. <laughs> I once ran across Lee City Centre after a bus I'd missed by five seconds, chasing it from stop to stop until it eventually got away. How long did this saga go on for? Um, fifteen minutes, maybe fifteen twenty you were running- minutes. You were running after a bus for 15 minutes following I reckon it from... probably like three or four stops in, in the city of Leeds, yeah. I'm going to use my knowledge of the, the city of Leeds bus system here to discern that... Was this in the city centre? Yes. Because the stops are quite regular in the city centre because of the, there's a lot of demand, obviously, there's a lot of people in the city centre. Mm-hmm. Unless you're incredibly, incredibly slow, or unless this was around the time that you'd like done your ACL in or whatever and you were kind of limping... 
or around the time you got kneed in the balls by an eight-year-old. <laughs> I can't help but feel that you would have caught the bus in no time if you were running after it like that. And what was it the last bus? Why was there this desperation? Were you going somewhere? Was it the last bus of the day? Well, this is the thing. So it was a, it was a bit of a desperation because I just, it was after, shortly after I dropped out of uni at this point and I tried to start my own business. I was going around Leeds trying to have meetings of people, that kind of thing. And the meeting had finished quicker than I was expecting. And so I was sort of taken off guard by when I was getting the bus, I had all like the bus times jotted down. And I realized, oh, there's a bus going. It's like in about 30 seconds, 60 seconds, something like that. And it's literally at the end of the street. It's a really long street though. So I'm there like running, trying to get to it. And just as I get to the bus, like two meters away from the back of the bus, it just takes off. And it was like that scene in Spider-Man, the original like Peter Parker almost running after the bus. Like, <laughs> yeah. let, me in, let me in, like that kind of thing. <laughs> um so yeah I, I sort of chased after it for a little bit yeah there's a lot of credence to this because i know that bus drivers don't enjoy like they would never see somebody running for a bus and like wait for them mm. and that, that hardly ever happens although i do enjoy when i'm on a bus seeing people miss it is, is incredibly funny <laughs> they sometimes don't even stop at the actual stops they, they sometimes drive right past you i've had that as well yeah and they're always messing around with the stops that they stop at and things like that so it can get very very confusing but surely the buses in these are every 10 minutes, aren't they? Is that Not right? to where I was going. So it was like every, I think it was maybe 30 minutes or even an hour, possibly. Maybe it was an hour. And you, you were going home from the city yeah, centre? Yeah, I was going home. Right. And you didn't think, you know what, I'm just going to wait it out at this stop that I'm at now for half an hour, maybe listen to a podcast or, you know, you're having a bad no, I day. I didn't listen to podcasts back then. This, I was 18 back then. So I was, I was living a different life to what I live now. I was running around the city centre from place to place I felt like you know I wasn't going to take I, I was sort of like um I was like oh no I was determined I had this sort of determination about me at the time because I was trying to you know get investment from from investors that kind of thing so I was like oh, I was feeling very determined at that point so I was like I'm going to chase after this bus I reckon I know where the stops are going to be I reckon I can probably beat it turns out I couldn't did you see it as a metaphor for life where life keeps on moving no matter whether you're on the bus or you miss the bus. Exactly. So I, I wanted to I wanted to be on the bus. I thought I'd get on the bus. The next stop wasn't that far away. I thought I'd be able to run after it. But um, and, and I started to catch up to the bus, actually, because it stopped at the red lights. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get to this one at the next stop. Come on. And then it took off again. And I just couldn't catch up. Like before I know, I maybe it didn't stop at the next stop because there's no one there or something. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't catch up to it. It's just me chasing after a bus, ran across the, the main road in Leeds to try and get Shame. to it. It was it was one of those moments where I've got like a laptop bag in one hand and then a Frappuccino uh, chocolate mocha in the other hand because we've been at Starbucks for a meeting. That's where we'd had the it's meeting. Not, it's not very you. I think. <laughs> maybe that's where you've lost me with a Frappuccino. <laughs> Not this chasing after a bus because you don't want to miss it because it's a it's a metaphor for life or whatever you're very determined. You've lost me with a frappuccino. You don't have a frappuccino. <laughs> 18 years old. Jesus. So I've got a frappuccino in one hand that I've not finished because the meeting was short. And then I've got a laptop bag in the other hand. And they're like running, running in the city centre after this bus. It would impede you, wouldn't it? Because when you run, you run with your arms up or whatever, your arms are pumping. Exactly. Maybe you've clawed me back with, with, with that one. For it to happen three or four times in the city centre, I'm not sure about though, because I've been in the same situation before and I just kind of, yeah, maybe jog. I am, am, ambly, ambly jogged. The next are you just making up words now? What you've resulted to every episode is making somebody, up words. Just I hope somebody quickly. catches me. I hope somebody catches me. <laughs> 
I mean the opposite. I mean like just a nice slow and steady jog. Ambly? Why are you trying to make up words? Just use the English language that's already existing. You're not Shakespeare. Why are you making up words? Tranquilo, tranquilo, tranquilo. What am I Ambly. I just amble. I just amble. along. I just amble to the next stop when I get there. Um, so I'm not sure about that. I feel sorry for you, though, because I imagine the pitch, the business meeting didn't, didn't go well. No, it went well. It went really well, well actually. It went, yeah, it went really high. well. I was surprised, but I just to be Riding. finished short, so. Riding eye, celebrate with a Starbucks with a frappe. There is a hint, more than more than a hint, actually, of truth to this. Though I feel missing a bus, running for it again, missing it again. It's it's very unfortunate, but I suppose it happens to to all of us. That day, you were the statue being shot on by the pigeon. I feel, and I feel like that's it's a it's a true story. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for true. That was in fact true. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you were the frappe yeah. was the least the least uh, believable. Aspect well, this is this is the thing. We'd gone to the meeting was at Starbucks. It was quite early on in the day, and I don't really like know what I'm having at Starbucks. I think we'd recently been away somewhere in this country and been to a Starbucks where it'd been in a hotel or something, and I'd had a Ooh. frappuccino and been like, "Oh, this is quite nice actually." So it was the only thing I knew on the menu. I probably nowadays would have probably gone for like a smoothie or just a water or something. But back then I was like, oh, he's going to be having a coffee. I'm, you know, I'm probably just going to have a frappuccino. That's the only thing I know. You want to impress, don't you? I had you down as a guy that would go to Starbucks and they'd be like, what's your name, Ed? What what can I get you for the day? And you go, tea, English breakfast, please. Something like that. I don't drink tea or coffee. This is the thing. That's why I went for frappuccino because it's the only sort of coffee-based products that I drink. I had you down as such a tea drinker. This is is probably the most... The most shocking revelation of this week's episode is the fact that you don't drink tea. I've only ever had a sip of tea once. I've never even had a proper glass. I've been like it, not to your taste. It's just leafy water, isn't it? What's the point? <laughs> What's, it's like dishwater. Why are we bothering with that? Trappe is a good choice, though. I, uh, I commend that. Yeah. Right, let's hear your fourth one, then. So, I have three exes. <laughs> and their names are <laughs> Sam, Bill and Harry... Like the three dads from Mamma Mia. <laughs> the three dads from... Of course, yeah, Bill, Sam, Harry. Okay. Yeah. So you've got three exes that all the same... All, all the same names match. And are, in, are they in the order that they appear in Mamma Mia or anything like that? No, we're Bill, Harry, Sam. In terms of my exes. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> was that intentional? Did you actively seek out <laughs> those people with those names or what? I didn't. I didn't intentionally seek any of them out, I don't think. I don't think fate really was at play in any of those situations. Because you are a big fan of Mamma Mia, so I didn't know whether you'd actively gone, oh, I'm going to replicate, I'm going to base my life on this film. Massive fan of of Mamma Mia. If only I'd have fallen pregnant shortly after being with each of them (laughs) uh, and there'd be a whole mystery around who who the father would be. No, it wasn't intentional, purely by accident, and I realised that Whilst watching the movie, I think, because they get introduced incrementally in the movie, don't they? Yeah. First you meet uh, Bill, then something, Harry, whatever. And they're referred to colloquially as Samuel and Harry as amongst, amongst the fans. That's how they're known like, in the order. And I was like, those are the names of my three ex-boyfriends. Was Harry on, on the Colin Firth's character? Yeah. yeah. Colin Firth's character was hinted at being gay, wasn't he? Yeah, more than hinted. Yeah, yeah. more than hinted. Yeah, they, he... Um, 
Yeah, got with some. He's at least bisexual. Got, got with a guy in the movie at least. Yeah, so good. That's, uh, so it sort of works in, in more ways than one. That it kind of works. My the bill in my life and the bill in the movie have, have nothing and nothing in common whatsoever. Bill in your life is he still in your life? Are any of them still? No, in your life? he's long gone. He was the first boyfriend. Bill, bit of a weird name as well for uh, for somebody that's so so young. As well, Bill <laughs> these days. Is that what you call them? You call them Bill? Yeah, little little, little right, nickname. Bill. Little Bill. Version. No. <laughs> <laughs> little bill don't say that little bill all right mini bill <laughs> billy you're right billy you're my i meant to say billy. little bit i would say little bit like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes yeah a little bit a little bit i think i've come to my conclusion on this one yeah i am gonna say this one is true <laughs> it is by uh by result of a happy coincidence 100% true. Yeah, 100% <laughs> what are the chances true. of that? All three of them happen to be the names of the three in Mamma Mia. When that, when that penny drops, and obviously the, 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 my first boyfriend is called Bilal, um, but we should shorten it to, to Bill. Not Little Bill, please. Not Little Bill. He's, <laughs> little he's taller than Bill. me. He's taller, he's taller than me. He's shortened it to... <laughs> We were showing it to, to Bill in the moment of realisation when I, I sat with my mum and my sister watching Mamma Mia. And I was like... Jeez, I mean, all fairly common names. The Bill one is a bit of a stretch. Sam and Harry are two kind of like everybody knows it. All three of them. Shall I do my fifth one? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Do fifth one. I was once clawed across the face by an angry Polish kid because he didn't want to be friends with me. (laughs) Once again, that's you know your childhood is a a scene of violence, isn't it? Violence (laughs) everywhere. You're getting it in the balls. Now you're getting it across the face. All primary school. So this was, this was primary school as well? Yeah, this was primary school. I, I'm trying to remember what year this would have been. Maybe like year three or four. I can't remember. Somewhere in that region. Right. And you, it sounds like you wanted to be his friend and he didn't want to be yours. So did you, had you approached him? Well, and... basically he was a new kid to the school. And as one of the elder statesmen in the classroom, you know, um, I wanted to make sure he felt included. I wanted to make sure that he felt welcomed. I wanted to put an arm around him and be like, you know, come on, let's help you integrate into the class. You know, that's the sort of guy I am. And uh, he wasn't having any of it. He barely spoke a word of English. And I remember, this is how long ago this was. I went to the library to get a book out on Polish to English translation so I could speak to him. That's the sort of effort I was putting in to try and integrating that's so nice of you if this is true i'm, I'm kind of uh, i'm kind of impressed but he obviously didn't appreciate this didn't want to reciprocate this what you went over to him he, did he come over to you and well this is in the playground so basically i was you know i've been hanging around with him just to try and help him get into into the year settled and that kind of thing and um yeah obviously having a bit of a tantrum or something one time we we're just walking across the playground and he turns around, says something to me, and just scratches me across the face. And he had quite sharp nails. I mean, he should have been cutting his nails, really. Back onto, <laughs> back onto nails again. But yeah, scratched me across the face and uh, basically just shouted at me. And that was sort of In like, Polish? I think so. Yeah, or maybe it might have been like, go away or something like that. I don't know. But He's picking up the lingo fast. Yeah, he's picked up one or two words, specific words like go away. He's picked them up perfectly. Very apt. Perfect usage as well. Great pronunciation on it. Yeah. 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 So did he have other friends that he made friends? Why didn't he want to be friends with you? Do we know the answers to these questions? 
he didn't have any other friends. Like I say, he was new. It was very much the first few weeks. That's the reason why I wanted to, you know, bring him under my wing because I knew he didn't have any friends. That's what I tended to do with most of the new kids to help him settle in was just be like, you know, go on, I'll, 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 you know, spend a few lunch times with you or whatever, help you integrate into the class a bit. And um, he did not reciprocate or uh, did not, did not want to be friends. Clearly. It certainly sounds like, so, uh, uh, like on the so it's happened on the playground, he would wander around by himself because he didn't have any friends, just randomly clawing at people's faces like a lone wolf mm-hmm. who spoke some words of English and a whole lot of Polish. Yeah, he didn't, so he he didn't just, really speak much English at all, to be honest. But um, yeah, like I say, he just wandered around the playground by himself, talking to himself, whatever. And I was sort of like trying to put an arm around to be like, oh, you know, do you want to do you want to speak some Polish? I've got my little translation book. And uh, he did not appreciate the effort that I was going into. So no company is better than your company. <laughs> yes. I'm gleaning from, from, from this, this experiment <laughs> yeah. with the, the Polish kid. Did he stay at school for the rest of the time while you were there? I think he left within a couple of months. I don't think he was there very long, to be honest. It's all rather fleeting, isn't it? Mm. What could have been? What might have been? If he'd have know. responded well, like positively to the arm around him from you, he might have stayed. He might have done. He might have stayed. Have done. I was similar in primary school, though. Whenever there was a new kid on the on the scene, I would make an extra effort with them. So I'm glad that if this is true, we share that that empathy mm. towards towards people. Always comes and back to you, you, doesn't it? Picking you up. Always does. We, always can, we, does. Can, we always, just try always, and pick me up for a bit. My, oh. my positive characteristics. <laughs> but I hope you got the, the the Polish book back to the library on time because that was a giant waste of energy wasn't it like what what was the point in that i'd burn it i know right? yeah it's quite a bit of effort as well to go and get that book from the library but so it did, it did get taken back in time good gesture from it. you nobody else made the effort with him at all nobody else was like no i don't think a, so there's a level of intrigue i feel when when a new kid moves into like a school or whatever especially if they're from somewhere as exotic as poland mm-hmm. uh which is actually at least it's not it's a different country at least you know, let's not shit on poland well i, I wasn't it would sound like you were though so on. <laughs> I love the Polish people, by the way. Love them. They don't love you, and that's a shame. Well, that's a shame. Well, just one. That's a shame. It's a very, very, very believable story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this being true. But if it is, I do feel sorry for primary school Ed. So you're saying true? I'm saying true. That was in fact true. <laughs> Poor you. So yes, I did get clawed across the face. It's not the first time. It's not the only time I've been scratched across the face as well. We'll keep your sexual exploit secret though this week, <laughs> and maybe save it for another podcast. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that on another podcast. <laughs> the uh, the situations I've got to in nightclubs. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's have your fifth and final one. Sure thing, I go for it. In order to make someone jealous, me and a friend waited outside a house for an hour. In the middle of a night. Oh, and also make someone jealous. This oh, already I'm thinking it's the sort of thing you do. <laughs> um, make someone jealous. Okay. Yeah. So who was this? Who was this friend that you were with then? Male, female? Just female. Just one of my female friends from uni, which sounds ridiculously formal. One of my friends that's a girl mm-hmm. uh, at uni. And when was this? Um, this was 2019. Yeah, just make up a number. Make up a number. Um, <laughs> Twenty nineteen. Okay, so yeah. twenty nineteen. Were you even Winter at uni was. in twenty nineteen? Yeah, I was. Regrettably, mm. uni just, just double check on that. So make yeah. sure I get the facts. So, who are you trying to make jealous then? It was her ex. We're trying to make her, her ex jealous. Ex. 
Yes. Oh, this definitely sounds like something you'd do. <laughs> um, so what had her ex done then? Why why were you trying to make her jealous? So you, you were pretending to be her new boyfriend or a male friend? Or... No, this is where we get into all levels of ridiculousness. They'd recently broken up. She wasn't dealing with it very well at all. I think she was, I think she was wronged by the ex or whatever. So she was trying to make the new guy a new guy that she was seeing jealous right so she's moved on she's trying to move on mm-hmm. from her ex onto a new guy that she's seeing and in order to try and make the new guy that she's seeing jealous we waited outside the ex's house in the middle of the night turned snap maps on cracked open a couple of bottles of wine and just stayed there for a good two three hours <laughs> in order to convince the guy that she wanted to see that she was seeing the ex again, if you can follow that. Right, okay. So she was trying to convince the guy she wanted to see that she was seeing the ex again. Okay, so you're stood outside her ex's house, turned on Snap Maps to make it seem to the person she liked that she got back with her ex to try and make him jealous. That's such a messed up... If that is true, that is weird. To try and force him into making a move, because I feel like girls have this thing where they never want to make the first move with a guy. They always wait for the guy to make the first move, even if the girl wants to make the first move. Here's some relationship advice from a gay best friend here. Even if the girl wants to make (laughs) the first move, she never will. She'll always try and force... She's always trying to force, this is my experience, always trying to force the guy into making the first move. And in order to do this, she was like, they must have been talking for a while or whatever, and then it was going a bit flat for a couple of weeks. So she was like, in order to throw a grenade into this whole scenario, I'm going to try and convince him that I'm seeing my ex again. But if this was me, if this was me, I'd go, oh, she's back with her ex. Not talking to her again. See ya. It's certainly one way of, of reacting to it. But I think that at the time he had, the guy that she wanted to see had been passing comments on how she was girlfriend material and whatnot. And they'd been on a couple of dates. So he was properly invested. Properly sounds like girlfriend material, making someone jealous. That sounds a bit like... Let's not, let's not bring the integrity of my, my friends well, into this. Um, I can. So, I can. So we got <laughs> we got a couple of bottles of wine. I don't know why my stories involve wine. Mm. Got a couple of bottles of wine from Tesco's, maybe some snacks. I can't remember. Wrapped up because it's winter. So you put the jackets on, outdoor blanket or whatever. Outdoor blanket. You're taking a blanket, have you? So we took a blanket, took one blanket each from the, the garage in the house and basically sat on the street for a good, at least two hours. What, on the curb? Uh, yeah, just on the street. It's interesting because you've you said initially you said about an hour, then you said between two and three hours, and now you're saying uh, at least two hours. So it's sort of changing. Time time flies when you're drinking wine and mm. uh, getting hypothermia. I feel hypothermia, right? So cold. did no one come outside and be like, "What are you doing here?" Did her ex not know that she was there? It was it was two a.m. So. Yeah, but you're laughing and joking, drinking outside. No, we, we were cautious of being quiet because the house was on the street, like his room was on what was the room that faced out on towards the street so he'd be able to hear everything that's going on but we had to get close enough to the house so that snap maps would have us located or well, i was on snap maps anyway would have her located in the house and not just on the street like an absolute psychopath that she was <laughs> this is a very weird situation of this it kind of does yeah. feel like something you do but i just don't know why are you at 2 a.m i think I mean, she wanted to, to no i think she wanted to, i think it's a weekend uh, she, oh, well, she wanted... go hang around outside people's houses kids go on you heard it loiter it's a, it's a criminal that's what you do isn't it's... it 
<laughs> the uni years are the best years of your life. I know and loitering is a crime as well. Is it? No, I think she wanted to trick him into thinking that they were shagging, hence the time. Why would that make him attracted to her though? I don't understand that bit. It didn't work. That is surprising. Why was no one else invited? Why was it just you? You know, a special connection, a special relationship, did you? Yeah, we I mean we were best friends. I was invested in this from the start because when they initially started talking in the club, I was there. I didn't make it happen, but I was there. So I suppose I had a special kind of interest in making sure that the, the potential of this relationship was fulfilled, but it wasn't in the end. It was a bit of a shame. A bit involved though, isn't it? A bit involved. It's her thing, let her do it. But by herself, as a woman, I could never let that happen at 2am. Not on these mean so streets. So you brought, you brought the muscle then? I brought the, I brought the muscle and I brought the banter, I want to say. I well, the that's not. But we were, we were keeping it. it quiet though, because we didn't want to wake anybody up. So it was all hush-hush banter. So it was quiet banter. Whispering, we were whispering. Whispering banter, Wh- my favourite sort of banter. Whispering and giggling as opposed to laughing and shouting. Oh, giggling, interesting. Ooh, giggling. Yeah, Quite echoey streets are that as well, so. Of yeah, that, that's um, saw a couple of foxes running by and everything. It was all very, very true. more details to it, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's very yeah. vivid to me. I remember it as if it was yesterday because it was such a bizarre experience to me. Really? The guy that she liked was probably asleep, so I probably wasn't even checking Snap Maps at that point. So, not sure. I don't think so. Did it make any better. sense? So, you've undermined your own story. I am going, I've come to a conclusion <laughs> on this. I am going to go out there and go with my gut instinct and say that this is a lie. Oh. Oh, you have little faith. No, it's a lie. It's complete. It's, it's I was for a minute. Yeah. I was. I was. I was very close to saying it was true. But the thing I'm that threw me because... was your storytelling. I was like, this is just not rolling <laughs> off the tongue as well as I thought it might. I was, I was struggling at moments there, so it gives me great pride and joy to think that I nearly had you. Nearly had you. Maybe I see. Not even the detail about the fox nearly got you. Didn't no, it? the not fox even the didn't even fox. get me. I'm glad I caught you out on one of your lies, at least. That's yeah. quite good. So yeah, which one did... Is. So I got four out of five, is that right? Yeah, and I think I did as well. I yeah, so you got, well. both got four out of five, right? Four out of five, but you were fooled by the fire alarm, in my case. Yeah. Fooled by the fire you alarm. You were fooled by a horse. Such a shame. Such a shame. <laughs> what a party that would have been, though. I love it. Well, I think we've uh, had a decent episode there. Pretty happy with that. I think we might end good up fun. doing it again at another point, like further down yeah. the line, if we have some other stories that we can do. Um, obviously, do let us know what you thought of our stories. Which ones did you get right? Which ones did you get wrong? Um, were we good at lying? You know, let us know in the comments. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe our stress as well. Exactly. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether being good at lying is a compliment or not. I don't think it's something I want against my name. We'll call it acting, all. not lying. Acting. Yeah, yeah, acting. Put a positive spin on it. Are we good actors? Im- good at improvisation. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for watching this week. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Like I say, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. We're trying to hit 250 subscribers on this channel. So go ahead and do that. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. See you next week. Thanks for watching. Or listening. <laughs> <laughs> or listening. One of the two.